listening to the Red Diamond Warrior, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 69 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, Bob Chichinsky. Here with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24. How are you doing this week, my dude? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you for asking. Thank you for being here. And thank you for writing notes, as always, because this week we got a wallop of an episode for you all. We are talking the first ever DLC that... Elder Scrolls Online has ever seen. It is a f- wonderful region guide episode on the one and only Craglorn. So get excited. We're talking Craglorn this week, and there has never been a better time because we got some exciting event stuff coming up as well, which we are going to talk about in the freaking news. Dogged, why don't you tell them what's up? All right. Well, first up today, QuakeCon 2021 sales starts. So that's a thing, except for PlayStation. Their sales going to be coming on at a later date. Freaking but, Sony, right, man. Yeah. Freaking Sony. <laughs> yeah, but if you're Stadia, your PC, or your Xbox, you can, uh, yeah, you can either get uh, up to 35% off Blackwood, and that'll end on August 23rd or 24th. And then up to 60% off the base game. And that ends on August 31st or September 1st. So those are pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good deal, honestly. If you've been waiting on Blackwood like me and Dogged for like your alternate uh, you know, account or alternate uh, freaking console or whatever platform you play on, you know, this is the time for sure. So don't sleep on it. Yeah, and along with that, like usually crowns are on sale during this time. So I'm kind of wondering if they're still going to go on sale, but they're going to be on sale like at the same time as PlayStation and they're going to release another article then because now that they're kind of like hooked up with Xbox, uh they might be able to do like more sneaker nice sales that way when a uh, PlayStation, you know, they don't want to work with people. So that's true. That's true. But also don't they usually get on sale around black Friday too? Yes. There's usually two separate sales. Okay. Yeah. So this is like the good time. So definitely yeah. if you're thinking about buying crowns, you know, there's going to get some good stuff coming. Just, just wait on it. The sales are coming. It will be worth it. You can get 20,000 crowns for like 80 bucks, I think. I don't know. But it's way more worth it than like 130 or whatever it normally is. Yeah. Usually we have a QuakeCon, then Black Friday, and then the holiday sale. Mm, gotta love it. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we have the Waking Flame DLC. And that'll be coming on August 23rd for PC or Stadia. And then August 31st for the consoles. So that'll be fun. At least on the PC side of things. But we'll get into that with the next one. Which is the year one celebration. 
which is from August 26th to September 7th. Hmm, those those dates don't seem to add up there, my friend. Yeah, kind of seems like the uh, console release is going to be right in the middle of the year one celebration, which is Macadab, <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah, definitely not the best planning on uh, their part. It's just so. like like they get to choose the days <laughs> like. And I I mean, I personally, I don't get that. Like, me and Dar were talking beforehand as well. It's dungeons, right? It's not like it's a new chapter. It's not like it's the, you know, side um, or small story kind of section. You're not just going to be farming these two dungeons for 24 hours or anything. There's still time to go get event tickets and everything. So it's it's not the end of the world or anything. It just seems weird that... If you had the choice to put an event, why would you choose like right in the same week that the new content comes out? If it's not like, hey, go get double drops in the brand new dungeon, that would be cool. That would be like drive people insanely to the brand new dungeon. But also, then you have the problem of, oh, well, people that don't want to pay for the new dungeon, then they get all stingy, like, oh, now it's pay to win, because you're getting extra drops and dungeons and not everyone has. So, you know, you just don't do stuff like that. <laughs> you, you come up with better solutions than Bob comes up with in minutes, but, you know, I'm just, just like, random. Okay, I'm done. That was longer than it needed to be, but still, it's just it's, it just feels so weird. Yeah, it also kind of fuels the myth that uh, you know, Zoss doesn't really care that much about cons- uh, console players compared to uh, PC players, which, you know, that's definitely not true. And they feel like that at times, and that definitely kind of feels toward or feels towards it. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely a lot to work through two entirely separate systems and everything that they do, but... It's the moments like this where the console players, like, they will hang on to things like this, you know? Yeah, they, they're they going to point to this as evidence, and it's like, no. <laughs> we remember. <laughs> but, I mean, it, and it is, it's fair, too, to point at things like this. So, hey, it's a brand new uh, event. Maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe, you know, they just, the fact that they have 90 events a year now, there's just only so much they can do. One may just coincide with the release. Who knows? But uh, if uh, if they hear our plea, I would say give us new DLC. Let me freaking grind the crap out of that and then give us a event and I'll grind the crap out of that later but don't combine them <laughs> yeah but uh you know we're on to like actually what the event is uh you can get one ticket from like the imp city daily and one ticket from rothgar or the craglorn dailies so yeah so it's pretty much a conglomerate of like everything Year yeah. one. I mean, that's the name of it. But I mean, it's not just the crappy movie with Jack Black and Michael Sarah from like 2012, year one. It's much better than that. You've got all kinds of uh, Rothgar, 
Craglorn and Imperial City. And Craglorn did not get any love ever before for events. So I, I'm enjoying the fact that it's getting a little bit of love. It deserves it. Yeah, I I can agree with that. And then the other thing that I... Uh, this is kind of another console thing, but uh, it's going to be a weird transition for Imperial City because, you know, before the uh, Update 31 or the DLC release, it's going to be your Imperial City is going to be no CP only. And then after that, or on that day, it's going to be no CP, no proc, which is kind of a bit of a weird thing to change. But then I'm thinking, like, how are they going to add the uh, new campaign? Is it going to be all no CP, no proc the entire event? Or how is it going to, is that also going to change? It's just, uh, that's true. Do they usually add during just Imperial City extra servers for it? I can't remember. During just Imperial City, yeah, they do. They do? Okay. so... So I would assume that they'll add at least a couple. So maybe they will leave one no CP and add a no CP no proc. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 possible. Yeah, and this is also something they don't really put out in like the uh, like the article stuff. So this is something that we might not know until the day of. Yeah, that you really get. You're right. And I mean, honestly. The fact, like, this is probably the earliest they're getting a freaking event announcement out in a while. Like, uh, I don't know. It feels like this year's events have been, like, it's, okay, it's weird in the sense that this year they've been more transparent about when the events will be coming. Like, they post, okay, in this quarter we're going to have these events. But it feels like by the time we get to the events, it's like, just like thrown together like okay here's the article and the event starts tomorrow or the next day after and like i don't know there's just not been a lot of preparation um as far as like i i I don't i don't know what it is they've all gone off without a hitch so i mean it's not that they're not working out it's just seems like it's been a different cadence of uh, information like getting to the community than it has been before so it's just kind of been weird yeah and maybe that's why that they uh are kind of just throwing this event like you know the last week of august because they're like all right well on our thing from whenever they decided to post like what uh events are coming they're like we have this event in august and it's mid-august so we have to do it like now but we can't do it now because there's other stuff going on so yeah and i mean because i'm pretty sure they have another one planned for the end of the year for like this quarter too don't they so like yeah it should be like the uh blackwood yeah yeah yeah. so they're like and we have to do this now because by the time uh next month is the last month of the quarter september so they're going to have this the last week of August, and then they got to fit one in the end of September because that last quarter, um, that's when we start getting all the holiday events and things start really picking up really fast, and they don't have room to squeeze stuff in there. So, yeah. Yeah. Events, man. Events in ESO, they, 
Why is it, it should not be a contentious thing like discussion, but for some reason it's always like, hmm, some weird stuff going on here with these events. Yeah, there's also, you know, a lot of events too, so. That's true, which, you know, I'm not complaining about, even <laughs> though I can get event burnout, but I just stop and don't do events. Yeah. I want to again, so is what it is. So let's go ahead and move on from all this. But as you guys heard, we've got brand new DLC coming out August 23rd PC, August 31st Xbox, brand new event coming up very soon. Be excited for all that fun stuff coming up. And of course, we're going to prepare you for all the Craglorn goodness in today's episode. But first, we have some Greyhost scores for you. As far as PC Stadia goes, for NA, we've got Evan Hart in first place with six days remaining at seven... Okay, this is going to be close, so open your ears up. 71,599. Daggerfall Covenant in second, 71,573. All Mary Dominion and last at 71,305. So, oof, DC is right behind the Avenar pack. Just right behind him, less than 30 points away. And the Dominion is only less than 300 behind uh, the leader as well. So, anything can happen, especially with just under a week remaining. And as for the EU side of things, AD is leading. With 80.5k, Ebonheart packed in second at 72.5k, and DC unfortunately in the last place this time at 70k. So, dogged, what about on the Xbox side of things? All right, well, for Xbox NA, there's a uh, 22 days left in the campaign, and we have EP in first with 24.9k. DC in second with 22.9k and 80 shortly behind by 22.8k. DC actually just passed a uh, 80 like during like as I was playing because I was playing Serial today, so that was awesome. We also had Ump, which uh, DC was also leading the beginning of the campaign, but we had like five Ms so far, which is a lot of Ms. But the only problem is is that we are holding Ump too long and we're getting massive score drops and that's why ep is like pushing ahead because we're like all right we're, we have m for a day and a half but we also only have one keep for like you know six six hours or so so that doesn't you know that that's not exactly helpful for your uh score so yeah and especially because it's not like oh we have one keep or you know one M keep we saw our home keeps our resources no 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 you have one keep that's it nothing else yeah one of the days I logged in I'm like alright I guess I'm going to the black beach because I'm not running all the way to Chalman why do we have Chalman why is that our last keep I don't know but I'm not running there so seriously especially from the gate like that's, that's just a long run and then the other one is Xbox EU, and we have AD in first with 37k, DC in second with 18.7k, and EP in last with 18.3k. So AD is leading that campaign by a lot. 
And on the PlayStation side of things, we've got AD leading at 27.4K for NA. Evanheart packed in second with 25.6K. And right behind them at 25K is the Daggerfall Covenant. Unfortunately, in last again. Now for EU, we've got Daggerfall Covenant leading. Daggerfall Covenant in the lead. 28.4K. All Mary Dominion behind them at 24.7. And Evanheart at 21K. So, pretty good little battle going on down there. And, of course, DC in the lead, which is always awesome. So, Doc, the people have been waiting. The event is upcoming. Everyone wants to know all about Craglorn. My man, where should we start talking to them about it? Well, we should talk about, like, how you get Craglorn, right? So, Craglorn is included with the purchase of the base game. So, when you have ESO, you have the game. Or you have Craglorn. And then... Because of that, achievements are also mixed with the base game achievements, so they're not going to be like a Craglorn DLC. It's just in there, in the base game stuff. This is ESO's first DLC, and this is a one-of-a-kind DLC, as there's never been an Overland Zone like this before. So, pretty awesome. And then, usually, like, you've seen the streams or stuff, and people are always asking for, like, harder Overland content or hard modes to, like, questing. And a dev or two, they usually reference like Craglorn as to why they don't really do that anymore because Craglorn is probably the least played or completed Overland content in ESO. Not just because, you know, it's old content, but because it's much harder content. But part of me kind of wonders like if the concept of a zone like Craglorn was released today in a post Wintaria world, if more people would be into that or how it would be perceived then. Because it is old content, so people are like, eh, I just care about the new stuff. Or they see Craglorn, like, they kind of just, people just get scared off from it. I mean, that's how I felt about it too, so. It would definitely be cool to see a released Craglorn with a new mindset. Because one Tamriel definitely destroyed what Craglorn was and actually what Brothgar was too, because it increased the enemy rate like further, even further. So you were like, wow, these are like vet rank 10 or 11 enemies. Like they were way harder. But of course, you see how that also limited their players from being able to do it. So I mean, it makes sense why they did one Tamriel. And, you know, I love One Tamriel. It's a great uh, direction they took the game. But also, yeah, it would be nice to see these, like, new uh, chapters and everything they bring in each year actually be, like, I don't know, hard, you know? Like, scaled to your level even would be nice. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, but I guess it is what it is. But Craglorn is a magical place, especially if you're looking to uh, get into some trials. It's my go-to place. 
it is like actually a lot of people's go-to place you go drop an lfg in chat hey i'm a dps or heals or tank i'm looking for this dungeon and sometimes you'll get picked up if you have trouble finding a group you can always make one of your own and uh just you know type instead of i'm a dps looking for this trial oh hey we have this many of you know this we need four dps for the trial and then we're ready to go etc like you might find that to be an easier way and for the most part people aren't really expecting craglorn trial group leaders to like be very i guess intensive leaders so yeah, it's definitely a great, great spot to go hang out and try and get into some dungeon or trial runs. Yeah, and uh, there's also a lot of people kind of hanging around in the city, which is both Karth, because that's has sub-incular traders. And this is also like one of the big trading locations, too, besides like, you know, your capital cities. So a lot of people are usually there checking guild stores. So. There's definitely a lot of people and a lot of traffic through Craglorn. At least that, at least that city. Alright. Uh, this zone has 11 striking locales and then 8 sky shards from 11 delves and 7 group delves. And what a group delve is, it's kind of like a public dungeon, but there's only one boss. So... Pretty much like you don't have to get lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, big circle. I mean, sometimes there are circles, so. And sometimes, like, finding the sky shard is a bit difficult. But usually, if I need skill points on new characters, this is the first one I buy because there's no way I'm running 18 delves. You know, just, I don't want to run eight, run into 18 different delves to complete the zone. I, I would much rather just, you know, pay money to give, me, give myself the, those 18 sky shards on a new character so all right and then this is also kind of my opinion but craglorn is probably one of the worst zones to you know travel through because it's split with an upper and lower part where you can't cross unless if you're crossing on the far left or the far right side of the map so that's a bit difficult especially if you want to go up top and you're like oh this looks like i can i can uh, travel through here no you probably can't because there's one survivor that's on the middle left. And I always see it. I'm like, oh, right here's this boss. I need to go up there. Or, oh, this is this uh, survey. I need to go up there. And I can't go up there because it's on that upper portion. And I'm at the lower portion. Another example is uh, if you have a friend who's just right outside of Skyreach, if you travel to them, they will be placed at a lower half way shrine and not like the actual Skyreach way shrine. Which kind of sucks because you can't actually get up there through that lower half without running all the way around. And if you don't have the Sky Beach Race Shrine, that's a. Uh, that kind of sucks. And then, you know, you also have the Sky Beach Race Shrine, which, of course, you know, you want to go to the Sky Beach Catacombs, so you just take the bridge, right? No, the bridge is broken. And if that isn't bad enough, there's a nice little cliff. So even if you don't take the bridge, you have to carefully slide down the cliff. And as I was checking to make sure that I was uh, correct on this, because, you know, my memory, uh, uh, <laughs> I saw two people on mounts run off to their death. I'm like, yeah, that, that's what I do every time I try to go to 
It's got to reach catacombs, so. Yeah. Yeah, you do die a lot there. (laughs) Yes. Got a lot on the way there. You got a lot in there. (laughs) Yeah, I I do a lot of dying in ESO. It's okay. Yeah, I got to say, man. I mean, we just talked, I don't know, something about elsewhere too i mean it wasn't our main part of our episode maybe just the event that was there but man two horrible traversing zones back to back yeah you know when i was actually thinking or when i was talking about elsewhere i was thinking about how terrible craglorn is too and you know this next event happens to be with craglorn (laughs) yeah sure enough they're like, you know what? If you hated going and traversing the stitches and all these other mountains, <laughs> why don't we just slap you right in the middle of Craglorn where you can only go up and down half of the freaking continent? So, yeah. It's out of all the way shrines for Craglorn. Uh, well, yeah, there, there's plenty of way shrines on Craglorn, so it's not that bad once you have them all. You just need to have them all, which might be, which is more difficult and easier said than done. So, yes. Alright, so let's get into these sets. The first one we have, and these are going to be the two crafted sets. First one, we have Way of the Arena, which is an 8-trade set. You got max health, max magicka, and max stamina on the way to the 5-piece, which reduces the cost of break free by 40%. Yeah, that isn't really a good set. Because it's just break free. And now there's like CP stuff that does that. Yeah, that's very true. The next one though, I know is one of your favorites. Yep, especially for under 50. And that is Twice Born Star. This is a 9 trait set. And this will also give you max health, max sam, max magicka up to the 5 piece. Which is, you can have 2 Mundestone boons at the same time. And when you're in under 50 PvP, that, that can be really amazing because you have like you can have like spell damage and penetration, or you can have like spell damage and resistance, or resistance and penetration. And in under 50, there isn't too much like like there isn't that many like better sets compared to like, you know, when you're actually in ab- above 50, you can get like any kind of set that you want really easily. So this is definitely one that I like to have. And this is one I like to like level up with because I just like the set. <clears throat> and switching over to the sets you could get out of drops from the zone. So that's all these kind of ridiculous bosses that we have. The first one is the light set. We have the way of the martial knowledge, which has max magicka and then two max spell damages on the way to its fifth piece. On the way to its fifth piece, which reads, while your stamina is below 50%, your light attacks cause the enemy to take 8% additional damage for 5 seconds. This effect can occur once every 8 seconds. Now, that's definitely interesting set, but it's so, like, while your stamina is low. I mean, honestly, my stamina is generally pretty low, but I don't know if yeah, I think if it's like maybe below 75%, it would be better. That way, you're like, oh no, I have to break free and roll dodge. Because if you're under 50%, you can't do both. 
Unless if you're like, well, no, you really can't do both because this is a light armor set and this is designed for, you know, mages. So the uh, next set is Way of Air. This is the medium armor set. This one will give you two stamina recovery. And then the fourth item increases the radius. You can detect sneaking enemies by two meters. And then the fifth item is more stamina recovery. And when you use roll dodge, your weapon and spell damage is increased by 391 for six seconds. So this is definitely designed for like probably a stand blade, but this isn't the greatest of sets. So not the greatest, but yeah, definitely gears towards the stand blade. Yeah, and if you're a wood elf, you also get uh, some like bonuses whenever you roll dodge through enemies too. So that's Ooh, yeah, very true. I think that would be like the best combination is if you're a wood elf and you roll dodge through an enemy. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've played a wood elf since they did the racial changes for the passives at least like a year ago or something. I should try them out though. Now, as far as the last of the zone sets, we have the heavy set, which is Way of Fire. Gives you weapon damage, max stamina, and weapon crit on the way to the five piece, which reads when you deal damage with a weapon, you deal an additional 600 flame damage. This effect can occur once every two seconds and scales off the higher of your weapon or spell damage. So right there, inherently, this is going to be a pretty powerful move, especially if you have your uh, weapon or spell damage really high which generally we do in the 3000s, hopefully. So, yeah. And now, of course, as we get to the little middle portion of our episode, we'd like to thank so, so, so much for hanging out with here, us here on the Red Diamond Courier. And if you check our show notes, you'll find links to all our awesome sponsors provided by being a part of the Robots Radio Podcast Network. So go check it out. RobotsRadio.net. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a snoozy old lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons, inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis. Boo! Well, we're going to learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube. So, we've got some Craglorn stuff knocked out. we still got a little bit more to fill all the great people in on, especially with a brand new event coming. If you're uh, just looking through the achievements, you notice that it's split up between like lower and upper. So like you have like lower Craglorn Sky Shards or lower Craglorn Pathfinder. Um, but it's still like the same zone. So like you don't get instance or anything. So you might be asking, uh, what's the difference? So after looking at the forums for a bit, it seems like they first released lower Craglorn. And then later they added the upper Craglorn part. So that's kind of like why it's split up because originally it was, you know, just lower crack. So, and in that time, Nerm Crux also used to only drop in upper Craglorn, but now it drops in all the Craglorn. 
And that being said, in an old social guild of mine, I've been told that uh, Upper Craglorn has more Nerncrux drops, but I don't think that's completely true, though. I think it's the same. It's just that he played on the beta, so yeah, he would have been more into, like, he probably did the uh, Upper Craglorn farms more, and that's what he kind of just stuck with, so. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, some Craglorn. Some of that good old Craglorn, huh? Yeah, it's definitely kind of interesting to learn on why it's split up that way, so. So did you actually see why it is? Yeah, it's because uh, Lower Craglorn got uh, released first, and then Upper Craglorn got released second. But was there a reason why they only released half of it at first? Oh, why? I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. Definitely interesting, though. Yeah. It kind of seems like it's uh, very in flux with how they release stuff now, though. They, like, release this bigger part of the chapter and then, like, the smaller other section later, even though they're not necessarily connected how Craglorn was. Yeah. So, as far as Craglorn goes, we have plenty of quests and fun there to go do, especially for dailies. 14 different dailies, 7 in the upper region and 7 in the lower region, and 3 trial weekly quests, because there are 3 freaking trials in this region. Yep, and then you also have Dragon Star Arena in that region too, so the first. Very, very true. Alright, next up are some, uh, just a couple grind locations, and you have like Skyreach Catacombs that we were talking about earlier kind of like a dove-like area where you just go in they kill a bunch of skeletons you walk out you reset the area you reset the group and you go back in and this is like a group instance thing so you won't be running into like a million randoms with you it's just going to be you and whoever you're with and the other one is spell scar and this is overland deja and undead murder rotation and that's with you know that's overland so anyone can be there I have like 20 people doing it, or you might have no one doing it. But usually at least two people are doing it. Usually. Uh, next up, we have some achievements. And a few of them are, uh, your, you have the Craglorn Sky Shard Hunter title. So that's just getting all the Craglorn uh, Sky Shards. Which definitely can sound easier than, uh, than it is. Especially with how Craglorn is divided all crazily. Yeah, and it's 18 delves. That's the other thing. 18 delves. Yeah, and it's a lot of long delves, too. You know, <laughs> like nice little short yeah. ones. Yeah, they're all your typical DLC delves. Maybe a couple short ones. All right, you have the Explorer achievements for each delve. You have your Pathfinder achievements for finding the striking... You have your uh, Pathfinder achievements for finding the striking locales. You have the Master Explorer achievements, and that'll give you the Craglorn Crimson Die for the lower delve and lower striking locales. Uh, there's also Upper, and that gives there's the Upper Master Explorer, and that gets you nothing. So, a bit weird, but... Uh, you have Earthly Possessions, and this is Fine, Geldian, Treehelm, Stash, and Belthkarth. Um, I guess I found it, like the thief I am. I have no idea how I found it or where I found it, but I don't. I just know I found it. <laughs> Probably when I was going on a massive thieving spree 
or murder spree, maybe a bit of both. I don't know. There are uh, several questing achievements for the zone. And then the last three are Inca Ra Consecrationist, which is killing five Inca Ra world bosses. You have the Anonymous Scholar, which is killing five anonymously world bosses. And then you have the Nurn Crux Inspector, which is also killing five Nurn Crux troll world bosses. So they're kind of just grouped up and they're pretty much the same fight, like for each one or each category. Yeah, and they are not insane fights, I guess, at this point. You have like one group member with you, pretty solid. Yeah, the uh, Anchor Ross actually the hardest. Because you need her. I guess you don't really need, but doing having another person there is really helpful. So to go along with the bosses, they do have some interesting mechanics and different rewards and stuff to talk about. So you get different buffs from Craglearn boss lane. Are these just like... Yeah, no, you're right. And then you have Ethereal L, but that's that's just me saying that you can stack all four of them together. But so this is one of the ones you can get. That's like your normal Ethereal well. Like like in Cyrodiil or any other zone. Nice. So we've got a bunch of different ones with different possibilities. Ethereal well, 10% health boost for 10 minutes. Nurn Crux Infusion, an hour of physical resistance by 6600 in Craglorn, not allowed for trials. Magic Attunement, an hour of spell resistance by 6600. And Yokudin Might, 60 minutes of increased damage done by 5% in Craglorn, just like the last one in Craglorn. But the amazing part about these is that you can actually stack all four of them together, which is kind of awesome. Especially because the five uh, percent extra damage done is amazing. Especially if you could use more damage, and there's no reason for you to not have more damage. So, yeah, especially when you're fighting the big enemy bosses and stuff like this, it just goes a long way to have that little extra help. All right. So the uh, first world boss type is your Inkara Consecrationists. These will be located like your west to southwest side of Cragmorn. And what this fight is, is you're, you're going to protect a mage from the Inca Ra and Gargoyles. You're going to kill Gargoyles two times. Maybe it's more depending on if you have like a lot of people there. But when I did it, it was just me, a Sork, and one companion. Uh, there is a mini DPS test because you have to like kill the Gargoyles. It's not a huge deal. I think they have like maybe like 100k or 150k. So, yeah, it's not that big, but... There's also a nasty bleed, and that kind of hurts, especially if you're fighting other stuff with you. The main thing you want to look out for are the archers and swordmasters, because you want to focus them. Otherwise, archers will nuke down the mage, and the swordmasters, they will kind of back up, and they'll throw a dagger at it. And if the mage dies, like you have to wait until like the mage respawns, which is like 30 seconds. So my kind of like best advice is, if you're doing this like either solo or with just one other person, put an AOE around the mage to pull any melee aggro and just focus on your archers. But the best way is definitely to have three people and you can have like 
one person on each spawn place, and there's only three of them. So, and then after that, the final boss it only has like 50 or 60k health. I don't know because normally it's like I always have AoEs down when I'm waiting. So, yeah, it dies pretty fast. So, and then as far as the rewards go, there's a chest that you pick up your loot. And you get the Yokudan Might, which is the 5% damage done bonus. So, this is definitely the hardest complete because even though you're not in any real danger, uh, it can be a bit difficult trying to protect the mage. And you can't heal the mage. So, gotta kill them archers, man. Anytime <laughs> you got archers, they're just gonna be the most annoying NPCs out there. Yeah. The other uh, one, the other thing I could probably say is that a couple of times the one of the archers put the AOE on top of like the uh, my uh, other guy that I was you know doing them with, and he was standing on top of the mage, and turns out volley just nukes down the mage like really fast. So definitely want to kind of stay away from the mages or bash the archer who's doing the volley really really fast. Otherwise, the mage gets nuked. So. And then we have the next type, which is the Anomalous Scholar. This is going to be from the east to the central part of Craglorn. So you've got crystals at 300,000 health and a 1.8 million health uh, boss, Air Atronach. So these bosses are, you're going to have crystals and then the main Air Atronach boss. The crystals have 300k health, and the air atronach boss is gonna be at 1.8. And ads, NPC ads, are gonna be spawning within the areas of both. Now you, of course, get a chest reward at the end upon completion, but you gotta watch out for the air atronach who has a pretty nasty heavy attack, and also will spin to win as those air atronachs tend to do. So you got to be careful not to be right on top of him. And this uh, kind of closures are going to give you Magicka Attunement, which uh, increases your spell resistance by over 6,000. So very nice. Yeah, this is the uh, probably more harder of the other fight. So this is like the second. So The second hardest. Yeah. And then... You have the Nurnkrox Inspector, and this is kind of found scattered around Upper Craglorn. Uh, there are three kickable barrels. I'm not really sure what they do, except for like once you kill everything, they kind of just get all thrown at the uh, at the big giant shoal that spawns in, and it stuns it. So I don't know what you're supposed to do beforehand. I have no idea. So. Uh, pretty much this fights are gonna be you're gonna be fighting trolls, well wall, and iron orc waves until the boss spawns. And then the boss is a troll with 1.8 million health. And he throws a rock. It's gonna stun you, or you're gonna avoid it. Um and there's a random AoE around you. I'm not really sure what that does either. It kind of seemed like a poison AoE, so it's more just like damage over time around you. But yeah, it's I found that fight a lot easier compared to the other one, but I also had a companion that was taking a lot of the damage because I was healing it. So companions definitely help with this. 
That's true. That's a good place for companions to help out. <laughs> yeah, especially when they just like, I'm going to tank. Like, okay, you're a DPS. I don't know why you're tanking, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to complain <laughs> about that. And then, as with the other two, you get a chest reward. And then this will give you the stable Nern Crux, which is your Nern Crux infusion buff. And this will increase your physical resistance by 6,600. So. And for the very last type, we have the Celestial Rifts, and these ones are pretty tough. Should definitely bring your friends along for this one, right, dog? Yeah, uh, when I try to do a couple of these, I uh, it de they definitely killed me and my companion. Um, there's a couple times where like I was able to like respawn. I eventually, and I after very carefully, I completed one of them. But yeah, you definitely want to bring your friends, or at least maybe a tank to pull aggro. But then again, all of these, if you have a tank that can pull aggro, whether it's your, uh, whether it's like an actual tank or your companion that's the tank and you can get heals on it, then it'll do pretty good. So, yeah. But yeah, just like uh, the other stuff, this also will spawn in ads and you can get pretty crazy because I don't, I think they just spawn ads that whenever it feels like it. I don't know if it's like a time base or if it's a percentage base, but I know when I first did this, there was like, it's one like two or three different groups of ads. I'm like, this is too much. I don't have the damage for this. And I died. But then I saw, then I haven't, and then I died. And then I what, didn't go into Kraglin for like six months. So <laughs> that's my first Kraglin experience. I'm like, oh, what's this shiny, shiny portal thing? I'm going to use it. You don't use the portal when you're alone. It's not a good idea. They are very tempting. It's like, hey, squirrel. I'm just <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about the honestly zone that no one goes to enough. So if uh, them dragging you into it for this uh, event, you know, wasn't exciting you, you're like, whatever, I'll just go to Imperial City or Rothgar. Hey, maybe come stop by Crag, Lauren. You've got all the best info on it now, and you should be totally ready to go conquer that zone. So, again, thanks for hanging out with us. We love chilling with you guys every week. Um, we're headed to the outro, but just, just, just so you guys know, I have some PC repairs coming in the next couple weeks. You know... Good old Asus repairs said it'll be 14 days, but considering it's been a year of going back and forth with them and email support, I'd have very low hopes. So I'm hoping for a month. Uh, I do have a different PC I could work on. I will take downloading and doing other stuff. So if I don't have to, I'm not going to. But, um, you know, if it, I'm hoping that I get it back within you know faster than they're expecting this is 10 to 14 days i'm hoping it's 10 if it starts going past that i'll start figuring out something else to make sure we get some content out for you guys we will definitely no matter what when the patch notes come out i will make sure if we have not had an episode out by then we guaranteed will have that episode out that week so uh, yeah, just wanted to let you guys know that real quick. Uh, that's as far as going forward, what we're looking at. Um, yeah, so we might have some in between now in patch notes. May not, but patch notes are coming up quick. 
So get excited. Now, Dogged, where can the people find us? All right, you can find us on Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on Facebook of the Red Diamond Courier. You can also find us in our ESO or Xbox Guild of Heirs of the Red Diamond. It's you join using the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you would be so, so kind to take the sweet time out of your day to leave us a five-star review with some words attached, we would take the sweet time out of our day to shout your name to the heavens of Tamriel and all the eight divine above. And, I don't know, that would be pretty cool, right? So you should do it. Um, I don't know, but yeah, thank you guys so much for all of you that have left us reviews and for anyone who would do so, we would certainly appreciate it. And if you check our show notes, you can find links to absolutely everything that could ever interest you about our podcast. I freaking promise. Plus awesome things like our sponsors, merch store, and music producer as well. Now, Dogged, where can people find you? All right. Uh, you can find me on Xbox, Twitter, or ESOBC, all about DogBark24. So, yeah, I'll be there. And you can find me at all things Bob underscore Chichinsky, ESO, Twitter, or Twitch. And if you're looking for me on Xbox, it's Bob Chichinsky with the space, because that's just how we do things over there. So thank you guys again for hanging out. It was another great week. We got freaking DLC coming soon and a new event, even though they overlap. Can't freaking wait. And we will, uh, hopefully all things going well, be back to talk to you guys very soon. So thanks for hanging out with us again, and we will see you around Tamriel. Peace. Yeah, have a good one. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast, my name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. Arrgh.